2: Fired because I got caught showing um, 15 year olds how to smoke meth.
0: Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. Ed and I met through working together and I absolutely adore him. The first time we met, he shared a part of his story and it never left me. In fact, it haunts me. We're similar, we're both half Maltese, can be a little wild, and we both had a really tight bond with our mums growing up. In another life, he could have been my brother. I needed to share his story, which he agreed to, but I had to change his name for personal reasons. I want to preface that Ed is a normal guy, he isn't media trained, and he was very nervous sharing his truth with us all today. It was in fact his first time sharing this story publicly. There are moments you will hear Ed laugh at something awful. This is something some people occasionally do when feeling very uncomfortable. I didn't want to edit these moments or re-record. I just ask you to listen with an open heart and mind. Content warning. This episode deals with drug abuse. For free and confidential advice about alcohol and other drugs, call the National Alcohol and Other Drug Hotline on 1-800-250-015. Ed, welcome to The Deep. We um, are going to go back into the past and yeah. specifically around when you were about 17. Yeah. Can you tell us how your life drastically changed?
2: Well, it went from smoking pot, you know what I mean, doing lots of acid and, like, pingers back then. Um, Mm -hmm. And then one day I remember trying meth for the first time. And um, So that's
0: kind of like a bit of a jump. Like, you know, like lots of teens have dabbled with with pot and, and ecstasy and things, but meth is you know one of the most addictive substance in the world Absolutely, what yeah. made you think that that was a good choice at 17 well,
2: i want to be like it because every all the drugs i was doing was for for fun and to like i smoked pot to like laugh you know i did i did acid to like hallucinate and then and the, the eccies were like to make me feel happy you know like I, like they were always for a purpose experience. yeah purpose and like and like I didn't really know what meth was at the time, to be honest with you. I, like, I, I didn't know at the time that ice was meth. I only knew so, it was like ice, so, this new drug. No one really knew what ice was yet.
0: Right. So, you, so didn't, you hadn't seen meth, people that had destroyed their lives with meth, people that had like picked their skin, no. people that had no teeth. Like you didn't have a reference point to what this drug no, did to people.
2: None of, none of us really did at the time. You know?
0: So you you tried it. Someone yeah. in your circle said this this could be fun. Yep. Tell me about like what is the sensation and how do you take it? Is it like you shoot it up or you smoke it or like what do you do? I, I
2: smoked it, and
0: so and like, then what happens? Have, is it immediate?
2: Oh, it's immediate. Like and it and it felt so sexy. Like you use this glass pipe, and it looks so. I don't know. You watch this smoke swirl around it in the in the in the in the bowl of the pipe, and like it starts building and building, and it gets thicker and thicker, and then you put your mouth to the end of it, and you just you take, like, then you just suck it in, and then like I feel like you, like you get a euphoric, like feeling, like straight away the second you have it, and the second you have it, all you want is more.
0: Is it like the happiest feeling you've ever felt? Like is it the most joy? You've ever felt?
2: Well, yeah. Also, lose inhibitions too, which I've, I, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I was really happy. You know, like nothing, nothing, nothing cared to me. Like, like I didn't care about anything. I was just super, like, confident.
0: From that first moment, were you committed? Were you like, this is it for me? Like me and meth, like we Um, have a a strong bond.
2: Yeah, so I was like, this is my most favorite drug I've ever had. I and like, I want to do this is... forever. And I was like, oh, I want to do this forever. Exactly. Because I, like, I remember when I first tried it, I remember like, it, so I was getting it for $30 a point. And, um, Explain what a point is. A point is like... It's no, 10 like grams, 1 gram 10 maybe? grams, maybe even 1 gram. I think maybe it's even 1 gram a point okay. is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, a point is uh, 1 gram. Yeah. And when you, for $30, do you have to use that whole point?
2: Yeah, well, for $30, so when I first did it, for that one point lasted me two days. And I was literally sucking on it, like going out of like it was like no tomorrow. But also I, I was obviously doing really like small tokes and I wasn't really pulling hard and I wasn't going hard at it to begin with because it was brand new to me. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing to be honest with you but I just knew it made me feel great
0: and as a 17 year old I'm assuming like 30 bucks isn't cheap i mean it's not expensive expensive but no. that's going to add up quite quickly yeah do you have a job how are you going to school like are you still functioning
2: well i was still going to school and i was i was still going to school and then i had i had my my job how was I working then? I don't know if I was working. I was working. I don't know if I was working in a food shop or in retail. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. And I did I you, at
2: that point. were you able, able to turn up to work? Yeah, I was able to turn up to work.
0: And do your job. And people, and did job. you seem different? Did you seem like, you know, when you're stoned and it's like people can kind opposite of tell? Stone.
2: I was so alert. I was so aware of everything. I knew exactly what was going on. You know, like it was it, so I was super alert, if anything.
0: And then, like in the beginning, can, in the beginning, And how quickly does I'm assuming that you need more and more and more, what yeah. did the daily habit cost?
2: Oh, say, yeah, the first time was like thirty or forty dollars, but then I was getting points for twenty bucks.
0: Why were you right, getting yeah. a discount? Because I
2: was getting so much of it.
0: Oh, like bulk you know, buying.
2: Like, um, yeah, I was bulk buying. I wasn't getting one point at a time. So if I was like, if I bought like ten points, I would get it for twenty bucks.
0: Understood. Okay. So that's still a lot of money. So how much? Yeah. Would, like how much would you spend a day, even if it's discounted?
2: Oh well, see, what well, that like in the beginning, I was spending. I don't know. Probably going through. But I was going through a point every two days,
0: and then at the height, at the height of your addiction.
2: Yeah, I remember I was going through about ten points a day.
0: Wow! And so that would be three, two, two, three hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, about two hundred bucks. Yeah.
0: So that's 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 like you know that
2: was towards the that was like at at the very end of it all.
0: And did you have a job towards the end?
2: Yeah, I was in. I was working in retail. Oh, you still kept a job? Yeah, I still kept the job the whole time. Like, you I was still days functioning. I was still functioning. Yeah,
0: but you had mentioned to me that there were days where, like, you didn't eat for five days.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't eat. But like, I, like I didn't eat for five days. I remember the first time. The longest I didn't eat was like I think remember six days. I remember I had to force myself to eat. And I remember like I was I've been at work and at this like this is probably like a year in. Like we've done, like like we've, we've since since I first started, maybe a year or two. Yeah, and I'm like, and that's when I was like, I my, my I really been able to suppress my appetite, and like I was I was like forty six kilos at my wow.
1: like
2: at my skinniest, and I remember I had to force myself. I was like, I haven't eaten since. Um, I remember it was Saturday, but I was like, I haven't eaten since last Sunday. And in my head that freaks me out and I still wasn't hungry. But I remember I went and lined up at sushi and I was like, You fucking have to eat this. I was like, You have to I had to force myself to eat it. I was still drinking I was drinking so many liquids though. Like I was I like was because con- I, I had such dry mouth from it. Uh, like I remember like what, I was
0: power drinks and stuff, like power yeah, aids. Yeah, like or power AIDS,
2: bees and all that kind of stuff. And um, I would just like pump myself with liquids pretty much.
0: This, this addiction lasted how many years? You started at 17?
2: Yeah, until I was 20, and just, just after my mum died, I stopped.
0: And did your yeah. parents or your siblings think something was going on?
2: Yeah, my, my eldest brother did. I had my other brother, Brennan, that lived upstairs that didn't really notice anything, like, you know, other than when I started losing weight. And no one knew. No one had any fucking idea. Like it was so weird, what? and at this stage, I was, wow. I was dating my my boyfriend too at the time. You know, we were together for five years, but like I like he was dabbling in it with me, but he he never knew how much I did it. Like that's how
0: good so, I, I was at hiding it. So the lying is one thing, right? Yeah, but we hear these stories of. Like, you need a lot of money. And I'm sure at your food job as a 17, 18, 19 year old or your retail job, you're not clearing $1,400, $1,800 a week. No. How are you getting the money?
2: Well, at this, I remember when it, like it was, when I was doing it a lot, I started stealing. I used to steal like a lot. Like, how?
0: Where? Like, where?
2: Well, at at my, one of my jobs, I used to do, I used to refund, I was in a retail job and I would refund all their clothes. And just to make to get a couple hundred dollars a day,
0: so you just stole from your work, yeah, from the till, from the till. And then, like, would you break into cars or would you steal from friends or family?
2: I would steal from family. I never stole from friends. Um, i I remember, like, because I was heavily into this with another friend too. we like. We're doing the same thing, not to, like not with each other, but we're in the same boat. Like we we mm-hmm. we started it together, you know. But mm-hmm. I remember even at one point she got herself into so much debt, and then I was in debt. We ended up selling her car to pay for our debt, and wow. I remember like we we forged because the, the car was in her dad's name, and she forged her dad's signature. uh, Putting the car into her name, and then sold it for wow. it to pay off all these drugs, all this drug money.
0: And what did you steal off your family?
2: Uh, well, I stole. I stole some jewelry. I was given jewelry, and then so I would um, go to. I remember I went to Happy Hawker's, went up to in Mossman, and. Literally pawned in about like fifty thousand worth, <gasps> fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry for about six thousand dollars.
0: Oh my lord! <laughs> that was gifted what? or that was, um, taken. Your, that you stole. You stole yeah. fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Worth of your family's jewelry.
2: Of family's jewelry, yeah.
0: From who in particular?
2: <laughs> mum, my mum. Over like she had so much jewelry, so much gold jewelry. And then did they she went. noticed? And
0: then,
2: yeah, they noticed. They went, they had to go buy it back. So they had hang to pay on, double. Hang
0: on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. How did they know that it because, was?
2: Because this, you, i had lost the. I would like, because I, they, they asked me, they, I admitted it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't care.
0: And you laugh you know, about like, it now, but do you laugh out of like uncomfortability or do you feel, laugh yeah, that it it's so real?
2: It just doesn't say, it's something I would never do. It sounds like I'm talking about someone else. Yeah, it's a completely different person.
0: You told them, and what's the reaction from your parents when you s- steal $50,000 worth of they're jewelry? Like, Are, Are they- fucking
2: serious? And they didn't want to talk to me ever again. You know, they're like, what, what's his? Do for? they know and that was, it was for drugs? Well, because, yeah, and then they're like, we're going to the police. And I was like, you can't go to the police. Because I was like, "Oh, that's when I I started freaking." I'm like, "If you go to the police, I'm gonna I'm gonna get and so I'm gonna I'm gonna die. I'm gonna get killed at this point."
0: So, did you have drug debts to drug dealers?
2: Drug debts to drug dealers, yeah.
0: And do they threaten you? Like, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, we're gonna come fucking get
2: you. Like, like it was especially. If I remember when I when I first started smoking in those few months. When I remember I picked up. My well, when I, started, I realized I was going down, a really like a, a weird space where I was sitting there with a guy that just got out of jail, and had tattoos all over his body up to his neck. That's when, like, that's they're, they're the type of people I was dealing with at this stage with for drugs, you know, criminals, like actual criminals. No, I was no, I wasn't, you know, like it felt, but like then there was like it depended who I got it off. And like, then I would have people that were really classy that sold it, you know, but like. I always got myself into so much trouble with those people because of how lenient they were of, like, giving me drugs without paying.
0: You did some horrific things, you know, like stealing and prostitution, not in the exchange of um, money, but in the exchange of drugs.
2: Thanks for drugs, yeah.
0: I'm assuming it's not very comfortable or enjoyable. What was, was that just... I need to get the hit. Like I don't care what it takes. I will do whatever it takes. Yeah, pretty much. Is that what happens? Like, yeah, I've got no other resources to get what I want.
2: Yeah, and I would, I would give blowjobs for, for for points. You know, and heavy actually.
0: It's real. It's really heavy, and it's like to know that. I guess. At the end of the day when you go home and you have your point and you forget that thing happened. It's like
2: it's like smoking that made me forget too. Exactly. Made me it really made me not give a shit what I I did to get it, you know, like and I was like and then thinking about it when I was when I was smoking a lot of meth, I was like, Oh, that's nothing. You know? And like and then when you come off it, that's when I had so much guilt, like towards my boyfriend, you know. He would have Have no fucking idea that I've just given a blowjob for drugs, you know. Like that. Like during that time, I just didn't care. Like I didn't think it would hurt or affect anyone.
0: Because it also sounds like your parents are doing all right if they've got fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry and they've got another apartment for all their kids to live in. You don't sound like you came from a upbringing of neglect or abuse or reason to do heavy drugs. Yeah. So you do it because you don't know what it is. You find yourself in a situation that is helpless and hopeless. Are you injecting drugs at this time? Are you? No. It's always smoked. Always
2: smoked. But I was around a lot of people that were injecting, you
0: know? Right. And why didn't you do that?
2: Look, I tried it once and it wasn't for me. Like that, that really weeds me out. I was like, Uh I, I, I couldn't, I enjoyed drugs for the fun of it. Do you know what I mean? And I watched my friends like do it. And they had a completely different experience to me where I felt like I was in a lot more control when I smoked it. Like you you just, you don't know like what, how it's going to hit. Well, like I did and it was amazing, but it was like scary. That's what That was was something I didn't want to do.
0: It sounds like there were lots of red flags. um, Yeah. And there wasn't a point where your family said, we'll never talk to you again. You've just betrayed our trust. You've stolen from your family that you thought, cool, I'm going to get clean. Because I'm assuming that they would have supported you to get into a facility of some sort. Well, I
2: see. I don't like, I wasn't that, I wasn't that, to them I wasn't that bad to go in a, into a facility like I needed right, counseling through my drugs cuz they didn't they because they didn't they thought I'd like gotten all this I'd racked up all this drug money for um selling drugs not for actually smoking drugs and doing drugs oh
0: so you lied you said it yeah. wasn't the whole yeah so, so they didn't they, actually they... know that it was you had a drug habit habit yeah but what about the weight if, loss? Didn't it all yeah, they, add If up? anything, no,
2: yeah, but they were like, um, yeah, but this is when, like, the, the penny drops, you know, like this is when they were like, you know, you're losing lots of weight, you're really skinny, and then they thought I had a, an eating disorder. That's how much I was able to convince them because when I would go around there, I just wouldn't eat. Wow. You know, and I'm coming from, like, a Polish Maltese Catholic family, they're very strict and so I, I, and 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 a lot of the things were swept under the rug, too, you know, like it was denial from them, you know, like that wasn't really happening.
0: You said that this was before our conversation that you lost your job at the retail place, yeah, what happened
2: well i was um I got fired because I got caught showing. Um, fifteen-year-olds how to smoke meth out the back. I was showing them like, this is what you do. This is how you do it. (gasps) You know. I'm like, and and then one of the kids told their parents they never. I never got charges pressed against me, which was
0: oh my god, great.
2: You know, but they were not great. Not
0: great. You should have had charges pressed against you because then maybe there would have been some change. Like (laughs) oh, totally. You could have ki- you could have killed this kid.
2: I know. I was like, what, I th- what, I, like, that's how fucked up in the head I that, like that's how much I thought what I was doing was okay. you know like it's 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 crazy. wild,
0: it's wild yeah. and it's crazy because I know you now, and yeah. it's like talking to a stranger hearing these yeah. stories.
1: But I want to go
0: to the point of so many things happened for you to stop, and you didn't. What was the thing? What was your rock bottom?
2: It was when my mum died. When um, yeah, when my mum passed away, I remember she calling me, and I, I knew she, she said, like she called me on the Friday night, and she was like, "Please come out for dinner with me." And I was like, "Oh no, I, I, I can't." Like in that stage, I mean, I like I had smoked like five points of meth. And I was so hot and I was like, no way, I'm going to sit at home. I'm going to hang out with my friends tonight. And then she called me back and said, come out again. So I, I, I came out and I went, because I was like, my mom's never really begged me to go out for dinner with her. So I went out for dinner with her. And then I remember when like, she picked me up and when we were driving, like she like had a fit and like, fell asleep and then pretty much passed away on the spot. You know. But like I had no emotion in, in me to cry or any feeling about it you know like i remember following my brother i remember calling my brother to come meet us at the car because i was trying to resuscitate my mother and like i remember following the ambulance back like laughing in the car going like what the fuck's going on this is so weird and like knowing like like the ambulance was going so slow and when they were resuscitating my mum, would like blown up there was blood all coming out of her mouth
1: can, you, can like,
2: you
0: explain a bit about um, the condition?
2: Well, it's called Ella Denloss. It's where the collagen in, like, in your skin and in your organs, it kind of depletes over time. Okay. It's like, there's, like, seven different types, and mum had a really aggressive type. Like, a lot of people that have these are, like, Eastern European, like my mm-hmm. and my mum's Polish. And so when... um. Yes. Yeah, and she so just had like there's seven different types and like some it just depends what type she's going, depends how aggressive.
0: And you know? she had a fit and you said there was blood, so what do you what do you mean? Like as in like
2: blood some... coming out of her mouth. Like and then when they were trying to resuscitate like you could see more blood coming out of her mouth.
0: And you were like, you were in the car witnessing the whole thing. No, this is when they're, they're taking her
2: outside of the car and laid her down. And I'm just watching. You know, and this is a Friday night, I had like a, a main bus stop, you know, like there's like a million kids around, you know, like, and like, I was, I was angry at everyone looking, but I was, I was, I was never upset of what was happening to my mum. It was like, I was upset, but I was like, I just didn't know where, what my emotions were where mum had like, and the fit my brother like i said i didn't even call my brother actually my brother was actually there at the time like he was getting money out of the atm where Mum swerved into the gutter and then dan came like running up to the car going grab like thinking like we have done that like as a joke or on purpose but Mum had had a fit and like kind of didn't crash the car but like swerved into the gutter and i pulled up the handbrake and everything like directly out the front where my brother was getting money out which is so fucking weird i remember getting back to the hospital. And then, like, like, they had us all in a room. They waited for, like, the whole family to come and be together, and they put us in a the room. They let, made us wait for about 20 minutes, and then they came in, and they were, like, you know, like, you know, like your mum's passed away. Like, we've done everything we can. There's nothing we can do. So, and I remember my whole family, like, breaking down and crying, and I just could not for the life of me, like, squeeze a tear out. Like, I was, I remember, like, pretending to cry. Like like I had had to put it on because I had no, like I physically had nothing to give. I had no (sighs) care, you know, which was so weird. And I'm like, I remember having to like make myself pretend to cry was the weirdest thing in the whole world, like over something so heavy, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes, I do. I can't even imagine. And I'm... I mean it's just such a horrifying story and such an awful thing for you to have to witness. Yeah. And then be on a substance that um has taken really like has almost made you soulless, you know, has taken yeah, every part of you away. What yeah. what there must have been some part of your consciousness that was like watching this all unfold going Nup, like yeah that's too much like we have to stop this yeah. what happened next what was, was your that decision was
2: after, that was like it was after that when I was like you know I couldn't even cry about my mother you know that's when I realized like I needed to like see someone about right like you know and I went I went and saw two people you know and then like they were like they were counselors like, like I didn't think I was bad enough to be put into a facility you know, because I knew what I knew what I was doing and I was, I had an addiction like based on like having fun. Like the, it was, it was, it's, it's weird. Like I knew, I knew I could stop. I like, it was as much as I had is lost control like of my. Is that an addict
0: own... thing to say? Is that sounds like an addict thing to say? Like I was in control, yeah. I could stop, but. Yeah, but like, but at the same time, I, if it
2: wasn't for my mum, I probably wouldn't have chosen to stop you know, like, wow. and like, I always think about because mum used to give me money too, you know, so I was very spoiled. I was very, very spoiled, you know, and then all of a sudden that like money stopped coming from mum too, you know, like, so it like, like I couldn't really like, yeah, like I was buying, using that money to buy drugs. I was using money to buy everything, you know, but I was like, I don't know if my mum didn't die that I would stop. Wow, like, and that's, that's what, so what, heavy. What, Yeah.
0: Talk to me about the recovery. Like once you start, I can imagine the toll the drug takes on your physical health. Yeah. Can you tell me what happens?
2: Yeah. Well, by this stage, like I remember this, I was, I remember I was like, I went fluctuated between like, 55 kilos and, like, 45 kilos, I would, like, put on a little bit of weight, lose a bit of weight. But then I remember, like, at my lowest, I was, like, 43 kilos. I think it was, like, that was my lowest. And that was, I was anorexic. I was all bones. I spoke to some, like, professionals. I went to my, I went and saw my doctor. And then I, I literally stopped drugs, like, cold turkey, you know, like, and then I wow. dabbled a little bit. I dabbled mm-hmm. a little bit, and then I completely stopped. And within like the three months of stopping, I remember I put on about thirty kilos. Like I was so fat and depressed and wow. sad and sick. Like I had so many deficiencies. Like I had, like a, like I remember my my liver was bad. I remember, like I had, I had all these. I, I, like I had a lot of. Things that I didn't get when I was smoking meth, like what an addict gets, like itchy skin and stuff like that. I got all these kind of things after. Wow. Which I found r- really
0: weird. interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I was like really itchy. Like, I, like a lot of my hair fell out. So much of my hair fell out. Um, I went on antidepressants. They didn't do any, like they did. They obviously, they must've done something, but I just don't know what they did. Um, like it was, I got better when I took them but then I went off them because I wasn't I wasn't ed, you know, like I I stopped being ed.
0: What happens? You deal with that physical, all of that shift, that transition, right? Yeah. Then what happens emotionally? Like do you have shame? Do you have guilt? Do you have Oh, so remorse? much shame,
2: so much. Yeah. Like I like I remember like when like the day that I actually acknowledged that my mum had passed away. You know, when I actually was, like, when when it hit me that I had, my mum was actually dead. Like, I hadn't cried the whole time about my mum dying at all, you know. Like, and then I remember I fucking cried and I had, like, a breakdown. I had a mental breakdown. I destroyed everything in the house. I smashed everything. I could not stop crying for days, you know. Like, I was just, I could not stop crying. Like, it was, like I was... of. I was having so many issues like in my brain with how I was feeling. Like it was so bizarre. Like it was like a feeling that I've never experienced before. It's like a really overwhelming feeling of emotions, of everything that I've done, everything, you know, like I've all the, everything that I've done, like all these things I've done to my family like to my friends, to my boyfriend, you know, like it was all, it all came crashing down. Wow. And, and like, but it felt, it was awful, but it also felt so good. It you know, must have felt like, feelings. yeah. You know, exactly. like it was been a long time, you know, because. I didn't give a fuck about, you know, like selling my mum's my jewellery and all that kind of stuff. I didn't give a shit. I didn't even bat an eyelid. Like I was like, I felt so entitled to do that, you know, and then like I, and, and then like a year later coming to terms with the fact that, well, that doing that was such a fucking horrible thing to do to your family and like and how I just didn't care then and then all of a sudden I cared. I felt so guilty like to what I put my mum through. You yeah. know, and she was so um, great in that, like, you know, she was very – she was so forgiving. That She was so cross with me, so cranky and upset, but she was so forgiving and, like, it was always I, – I, I like, I felt like I could really get a bad way with murder with her and I really took advantage of that.
0: Yeah. You know? I'm oh, – I just – I mean, you and I bond over a few things. We're both Maltese and we both lost our yeah. mum. And I still – get riddled with guilt for I was in a um really bad relationship at the time and I still get riddled with yeah. guilt that sometimes I rushed when I did when I went over you know like I yeah. rushed my time and yeah. I don't want to get emotional but I can't imagine um that kind of pain that you would have suffered when yeah. You didn't know she was going to go, right? Like that no. happened quite um that disease it happens quite spontaneously, I believe.
2: Yeah, it can play out different ways, but for her it happened instantly, right?
0: yeah. And um just not having those years before with her or those yeah. you know, like or just being conscious with her, um or yeah. present with her. Um I can really like feel your the heaviness that that would have felt like or, or could still feel yeah. like sometimes because yeah. it's, um, I don't know, the loss of a mother is just, if you know, you know, it's one of those things that are yeah, kind of indescribable absolutely. and it's complex yes. because you've been through something that took you so um, emotionally out of your, you know, like you were so detached.
2: Yeah, I was so detached, what's,
0: yeah. What's some of the ways that you have felt you could overcome that, Guilt and regret. Have you uh, made peace with that?
2: No, I have I think I made peace. So I had like I just, I just, I you know, I just thought about what how how my mum would be, you know, and because she was so forgiving mm. and understanding, like that's mm. what that's oh, I think that's what helped me get, yeah. get, get 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 past that because I was like, you know, what would mum do? How would mum be? And I know mum would. She would get past, like she would get get past it. You know, like she would be forgiving she would, and she understanding and she would she would forgive and, me and you know. And she was like and I know she would be thinking like life's too short, you know, to be cranky or angry, you know, and, and, and enjoy life. Want... And my mom in real my mum really enjoyed life. She like she was always laughing, always having a good time, you know. So I was like, I'm I'm pretty much we're so similar, you know, mm. like but she I just know that's her that's her that's her, like that what That's how that—that's the way that she would look at it, you know.
0: She would want you to forgive yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you did you seek a grief counselor, or did did you manage? Because you said you spoke to a few therapists. Did you deal with someone?
2: It's all counseling you through something, you know. Like they're just there to be supportive and and help you, you know. But you got to you got to do it on your own.
0: Yeah. So they navigate, but you really have to yeah. sit in the shit. What do you feel about, um, addicts, current addicts that don't want help? Like, so, for example, there, there are obviously, yeah. um, h- huge issues with ice at the moment. Yeah. You know, what yeah. do we do when we're sending out resources and ambulances and, um, You know, trauma therapists and things to help support this community, but they don't want the help. Like, what? What do you think?
2: Oh, like if they don't want the help.
0: Yeah, so they they do. They have the overdose. They get resuscitated. They get get um. They become alive, and then they choose to do drugs again. They don't actually want. To participate, I guess, in a normal society. Do you feel yeah. like these people that are um I guess maybe not willing to take the help? Do they deserve the help?
2: Um uh,
0: It's a big question.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a big question, you know. Like, I think everyone deserves help, you know, but like everyone deserves the help they can they they, they need, you know what I mean, to overcome any kind of addiction, you know, but like if it's it's hard when someone doesn't want to help themselves, you know, like if they're continuing to go back to that and create go into that dark place like it's very i don't know, like i just oh like it's that's scary
0: you mentioned before that um you had no underlying trauma it wasn't like your addiction was filling something in you so you felt like you could quit at any time um
2: I just didn't want to and you said that you would
0: keep going if your mum hadn't have passed yeah would there have been another act that made you feel like or did it have to be something that drastic
2: I so like a, uh, Well, I don't know. Like I, I, I must have must have taken something that drastic for me. Yeah. To like pull my head out of the sand, you know. Like I was one of those people that didn't like. One of those addicts that like kept doing it, you know, not really caring what I was doing to people.
0: Do you feel like there's something? Say there's somebody that is listening to this that has um, a family member or a friend that is currently. Um maybe in a situation that there's they feel like there's some signs that they could be an addict um yeah. do you feel like there is anything someone can do to help someone in deep addiction, or do you really think that it has to come from them
2: uh see when like i my brothers, like one of my I remember when one of my brothers paved me and like it, even when mum and dad you know, but I was. I was so convincing and adamant that, like, I didn't have a drug problem, and I w- I could convince anyone that I didn't have a problem, even though I clearly did, you know. And as soon as I convinced them, I convinced myself. I ha- you do have to do it for yourself, inevitably, and because when you smoke, like, I just feel like you 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 just become so good at lying and convincing everyone that you've convinced yourself. Nothing, nothing's actually wrong. There's, there's no issue.
0: Yeah. It's like you've bought into the lie too.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Ed, who are you when no one is looking?
2: Oh, wow. Um, when no one's looking, I can be quite shy and reserved when no one's looking. It's weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't, that's, a, that's a hard question, mate. I don't know how to fucking answer that.
1: That <laughs> was so beautiful. I love
0: that. I think the thing I love about you the most is you have this overwhelming like this overwhelming sense of joy when you see you, like you are full of life and you are full of joy and you are full of laughter. And you're one of those people that people love to be around because you make them feel so good just by being around them. Um, And I know this is very confronting. So I honestly appreciate your time today and your honesty because it's very confronting. And it's very difficult yeah. and I'm just so proud that you battled it and you were brave enough yeah. to go into that, that, that grief because we wouldn't have you. I don't think we'd have you.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. So
0: I just want to say that you are thriving and you are super freaking successful and you are. Thank you. you are a real, like I, I don't want to put you on a pedestal, but I think that you are a great example to those they have another chance at life. Like there is another option that you can live this. Absolutely. Build existence, you know? Yeah. And um, even though it got you at such a young age, it's like you have another chance.
2: Ah, totally. 100%.
0: Thank you for giving us your your time. You're welcome. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's the Deep. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.